Yo, this is your friendly neighborhood Mega Ran with a special announcement. Make sure you're following the Fan Bros Show on iTunes. Subscribe on Facebook, like it, and on SoundCloud and Twitter, follow it. Let's go. Castle Black. So this is the seat of the Night's Watch. Welcome, Internet, to Castle Black, the blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all of the realms. And you are now listening to The Dragon and the Wolf, Season 7 Finale. Woo! What up, y'all? This is, uh... I'm trying to gain my composure, but this is Tatiana King-Jones, a.k.a. First of Her Name, a.k.a. The Lord of Lightsabers, and... (laughs) That's a good one. Um... That was amazing. Man, I'm glad you guys like that, but I'm, I'm really trying to com- get my composure. But before, well, let me give me a chance. Let everyone else introduce themselves while I try to get to some breathing room in here. Go ahead, guys. All right, Tatiana, while you're getting it together, this is your boy DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. The Boy With No Shame, a.k.a. Bagon Trigarian. And, um, oh, I fucked that all up, right? Close <laughs> enough. Bagon Targaryen. There we go. Bagon Targaryen here in this, not the spaceship, here on Castle Black. I guess I'm... I got to get my composure, too. You know, I guess I'm all discombobulated right now, too. So I'm going to pitch it on over, too. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood deadly diva, mm. a.k.a. the strongest woman in Dorne, a.k.a. fuck this shit, a.k.a. don't come in my mentions, a.k.a. I'm not playing with y'all, a.k.a. did I say fuck this shit? Because fuck this shit. Speaking of coming and mentioning. You know what? Oh, no. Oh. I... <laughs> Damn it. Diva. Diva, you knew this. Let me just pause say. Pause for one minute. I Pause for one minute. Jon Snow didn't pause. <laughs> yeah, I don't appreciate y'all who decided to <laughs> dive in my mentions after certain things happen to be like, oh, I feel bad for you, but this is kind of dope. No, I'm taught, no, that was rude, that was petty, and that was uncalled for. All I have given y'all is light and book knowledge, and y'all will treat me like this? Y'all will treat me like this? Listen, listen, Grandmaster, okay? Just because you know a thing or two about what's happening in the books doesn't mean you don't know what's about to happen on TV. You knew this, Diva. You knew. You just didn't want to believe the truth of the matter. We told you. No, no. How about we just go to King's Landing? Because I'm, I'm, no, I'm not doing this. Let's, 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 let's go to King's Landing. Well, where what? Where are we? Where, where, <laughs> where, where there's none, the of, there's none of these shenanigans. There are none of these shenanigans in King's Landing right now. Well, no, it's, we're at the beginning of the shenanigans because... As we, uh, our, our boy Grey Worm, the scene opens with him looking fierce, looking tough, looking in charge of thousands of unsullied outside King's Landing, looking up upon the Lannister army, who is doing what? Getting ready to try to fuck shit up and not even paying attention to what's really the main thing to me. First thing off the bat, they were immediately trying to get these tar barrels together. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, y'all immediately, like, forget everything that's going on. Y'all just immediately ready to attack the Unsullied. Like, they're not doing anything, but here we are. Well, think but about it. You have the Unsullied, you have a Dothraki horde, and you know they're led by a woman who has dragons. So even if she's coming under a banner of peace, you still kind of need to be prepared just in case she decides to, you know, wreck shop. That's why Bron was like, get 500 more barrels. You got 500, get 500 more. Bron was not about that. What's interesting about him and Jamie's conversation, which actually comes into play as the episode goes on, they kept having this 
basically cockfight about cocks. Like it mm. was like every other word or every other sentence was some euphemism about cocks and how if you don't have a cock, you are downtrodden. Um, or what is what else is there in life except for if you have a cock? It was an it was irritating at first, but then it actually played into greater themes as the episode went on. So I think that was that was cool how they tied that all together. Mm. I also got to say something there that was really as much as I wanted Bron to die earlier. I really was happy that he stayed around so that he could yeah. so that he could give that talk about the cocks and everything because that also goes to a whole another thing that most of the wars in history are always fought over women. You know, like women, and it's not that women cause wars; it's that men, you know, in lust and whatever cause wars. Because, like Braun also said, you know, what do men fight for? Men fight for women. They don't fight for gold. They don't fight for any of that. Anything they do is for women. You know, like that's and that's still on to this day. Like men buy cars, men do jobs, men do whatever they. Most of their goals in life revolve around women. Well, now, wait, let's back up for a minute. When you say women now, you're not talking about women as an independent person. You're, they're talking about women as objects. Are you, to, to me, you're saying it like women as spoils of war, women as tools of, for instance, in Game of Thrones, tools of lineage, tools of this, tools of that. I don't, I don't see them as fighting for women in the, in the personhood sense. Oh, no, they're not. No. I have two words for you, Robert's Rebellion. Robert started mm-hmm. a whole damn war because the woman that he thought of as his left to be with somebody else. He started mm-hmm. a whole damn war through their whole, entire world into chaos because the woman he wanted did not want him. Mm-hmm. And like I said, no, I don't know, Tatiana, even to this day, men don't do it as, you know, thinking of women as they, it's something as an object still. A lot of men mm-hmm. still, you know, regard women as objects and they still regard it as something like, okay, if I have this car, if I have this, if I have that, you know, and that goes back to the Game of Thrones. Something to accumulate. Have, yeah, if I have land, if I have this, if I have wealth, you know, then, you know, mm. you're on, you know, if I have something, then the queen will F with me. You know, it's all these type of things. So, it, right. you know, that whole bronze whole speech was really profound. And like you said, it goes on and on through the episode to uh varying results i will say yeah (laughs) yeah all right um to various results but um like you (laughs) so like you said the dothraki was coming through you know they remind me of like you've seen that meme where it's like the person this woman is telling me this putting out this text about her wedding and she's telling this guy oh yeah here's the address and then she finds out she's sending the text to the wrong person and that person's like we coming anyway mm-hmm. that's how i felt that whole scene was like, they were like that's great but we coming anyway yeah so while while the land crew is doing all that you get what's left of the iron fleet which is like was that like five ships mm. yeah, that was a little or, i don't know yeah they they, 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 they got enough maybe they got enough you know yeah they look they look light on the on the shipyard section but they came through sailing onward and that's when you see john and friends again after john got unwrapped like a lettuce wrap Mm. the other episode this is the big meeting you know you have snow you know Tyrion, everybody rolling up you know everybody's coming together the hound and briando let's talk about that First of all, the way Brienne was looking like, this nigga made it. Like, he's still alive. <laughs> I thought I ended you, son. But yeah, so so what did you think about that interaction? I loved it. 
I mean, I just loved it, you know, because it, it, it was such a great thing to see how far both of them have come from the last time they saw each other, you know, especially the Hound, who has basically turned his whole life around and become, you know, a force for good somewhat, you know, to the, as, as good as he can be at this point. And Brienne, who's always been about what she's been about. And then, you know, their realization that they both just wanted to protect Arya in their own way. Mm, very true, very true. What about you, Diva? It reminds me of... Um... If you've ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender, when mm-hmm. when Zuko finally, you know, makes that turn and becomes a good guy and everybody has that moment with Zuko, like that bonding moment with him. Yeah. I'm like, that's what it felt like. It felt like it felt like Toph and, and Zuko like getting this. Because <laughs> like everybody like Tyrion's had that moment. Not Tyrion. Bronn's had that moment. Arya's had that moment. Now it's time for Brian to have that moment. So that's mm. what it kind of felt like. You know, the hounds just bonding with everybody making friends all over the place mm. exactly and then like you said you know they, they they make their way to the old coliseum I, I i was dying when like jamie and then or excuse me Braun was talking to the dothraki talking about my lord and they was looking at him like what white man's english are y'all saying <laughs> like, like, like they was they was not responding to that shit at all and then also what I found interesting was as they were walking along that path, Tyrion once again tried to ply Bronn with money. And then here again, we see Bronn not going for the gold, but he's going decidedly for maybe better things. I don't know. I just, has Bronn grown up? Like, what is what is his whole thing right now? I mean, that's also big because it's like, that's the re- reunion of Bronn and Tyrion, right? That's the first mm-hmm. time they've seen each other in how long? For a minute. Yeah, in how long. And also, I loved, you know, their whole interaction once again, like when he's sitting there, you know, it seems like you're not doing that well for yourself. And he's like, shit, I'm about to turn you over and get your head cut off. You know, I feel like I'm doing pretty well for myself. And, right. And then they're both still like, that castle. <laughs> yeah, and they're both like, you know, good to see you, good to see you. You know, it's just that thing. It's just that mutual like respect. Old yeah, it's the thing. They just both know who they are. You know, mm. he knows that Bron is a mercenary. And then in the end of it all, Bron is about the gold still. Like, Bron might be making the better choices right now, but Bron is a mercenary. That's who he is. And so they're all meeting up, like you said, in this coliseum, this old coliseum where they used to keep the the olden days, the old days dragons, I guess. They yep. used to lock them up, chain them up down there and kind of almost like almost like a sideshow type of act. But um, and one thing as everyone was gathering and walking around, I'm like, these people ain't hot. Like all that leather and fur and they in the summertime down there. Uh-uh. I just Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Winter has yeah. arrived. And you do- and you do see that in a little bit. But let's talk about how, as they were walking in, how Euron looked at Theon. Like, he was just he was just thinking of all the ways to shade Theon right then and there. <laughs> he was walking by him no less than five seconds later. Euron was like, let me think of ten different insults. Euron, Euron's like that bully in school who's just always ready with just a joke. Ready. You know, always, just as soon as you come into school, every day got something for you. And Theon got, you know, too many openings, so it's just like easy money. Dion is such a dweeb. I'm sorry. Oh, He's such a dweeb. I, we'll get to that. I, I don't, but I also don't like Dion. But anyway, <laughs> so Cersei is like just obviously annoyed with the whole production. She's just, what the fuck? This is stupid. And first of all, what we failed to mention is everyone who's a player was walking through and sat down on Coliseum except Daenerys. Why was that? Because she had to come in in dramatic fashion. Mm. Okay. Ugh. As As dope as that scene was, I'm pretty sure I said it last week. I know I said it on Twitter somewhere. You don't show did. up with two dragons when the rumor is you have three. Thank you. you. Do- Thank you. I don't know what the hell she was thinking. First of all, didn't you learn what happened when you brought three dragons the last time? 
you brought all of them and you lost one. So mm. now, once again, you bring all your dragons. Once again, I don't understand that strategy. We, you and I both said that last week, Diva. Why did you, one, why'd you bring all three to the fight in the first place with the Night King? You didn't really need a thing. I know people was like, oh, well, Drogon, Dragon, or whatever you want to call him, Drogon needed backup. No, he didn't. Drogon is ready for battle. Drogon is ready for war. He can do that shit by himself. You saw he can pretty much take care of that by himself. And again, with Cersei's meeting, why all, all of them? Why all the eggs in one basket? Not that she would or not that she did. What if she had the the scorp another scorpion? Then what? Like, why would you potentially put your biggest assets into harm's way like that? And then again, what are I mean? It's it's the show of force, but why show all your cards when again we told you everyone knows y'all you're supposed to have three, my guy, and you only have two. Now what? Only two. And I and no one's and no one said anything at that moment. I'm like, watch, this shit is going to come up. It's going to bite you in the ass later. And and it does. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I still don't fault her for bringing all three up north because when you know up north, it's like okay, you don't know what you're going against, and you're going against the worst thing obviously imaginable because you've gotten the raven, so you know it's real at that point. So that I don't fault her for. But yes, bringing three, I mean two now because you only got two left. To this one was just a bad idea in general. And this whole thing has been filled with bad ideas from the start. And then, you know, we have the big reveal there. And, yo, let me tell you, I'm sitting there when he opens, when the hound opens up that casket, I swear to y'all, I thought that thing was just going to be dead. (laughs) Me too! I thought it was going to be like, and sorry for y'all who were not caught up, I thought that shit was going to be like Sasha from Walking Dead. Like, they open that bitch and she's just like, oh, she died. She's not moving. Yeah. But it did end up being like Sasha because when the hound flipped that shit over. Oh, man. It was some smoke in the city. Woo, shit. That motherfucker. The look of terror on Cersei's face, priceless. Yes, wor- worth it, worth it. As much as I love Cersei, it was it was finally great to see some comeuppance in that face because she was shook daddy, shook mommy right there. That thing came out running. And, I mean, I was shook because it was just so well done, like I said, because I thought that thing was not moving. I thought that was going to be the big play. That, you know, the Night King's magic had wore off or whatever, so it was just done. And then they wouldn't know what to do, you know, and all that was a waste. But no, that joint comes out. The Hound snaps it back. You know, they right. they proceed to show Cersei everything. And, you know, I got to give a shout out to right. Diva and Tatiana because once again, you know. Uh... Listen, so listen. <laughs> First of all, that whole box reveal scene, I just thought it was fantastic demo of of dragon glass made by stark technologies i thought it was amazing um it was very what's in the box and very just you're just sitting there waiting 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 and then that motherfucker jumps up but regardless of what ends up happening at this moment cersei is all the way shook all the way she went from you know, wig on maximum i want to speak to the manager to completely scared as fuck then what happened? Well, you know, they sat there and served it, basically. They, you know, they they cut the thing apart. We we did fail to mention one thing though, and, and this was something else that I thought was gonna go completely a different way, was the meeting, the finally the meeting between the hound and the mountain again. And I thought that was gonna go, you know, like completely different. We were gonna finally have the Klegon Klegane bowl that we've been waiting on. You really thought that? I knew that, that I mean that wasn't the main thing. it was just kind of like a nod, hey, how you doing? I see you. 
bitch. I thought it was more going to be like, like something was going to go wrong at this meeting, and then it was just going to be a slaughterhouse. That's how I thought the nah. meeting was going to go. I didn't, you know, especially when, you know, when the thing didn't move, I thought that this meeting was going to turn into a slaughterhouse. Like, if you bring out a dead thing that's not running at you, right. it turns into a slaughterhouse after that. But that didn't happen. No, I didn't think it was going to be a slaughterhouse because um, I, I did think perhaps that thing was like somehow died. Like maybe it was too far away from the Night King's magic and maybe it died again. So if anything, I would see Cer- Cersei going out like, oh, fuck y'all. I've been waiting for y'all and y'all still didn't bring me nothing. So I, I just I just didn't think anything like that would happen. But I thought perhaps the meeting would have failed. It kind of did. <laughs> it kind of did. That's um, because John is forever ever acting like Ned's son oh. and fucking people in the process. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, speaking of that. Okay, of what, okay in, really? Yeah. Really? I mean, you know, all right, go on. We get to the point where, you know, Cersei realizes that everybody is screwed. There's no way for me to get through this without, okay, I'm going to try to get through this without using words that Ben can use against me. She realizes that everybody's in a perilous situation and she offers her assistance as long as John doesn't take sides. Which was like, that's the most bootleg Monopoly type rule. Like, you have Park Place with a hotel and somebody land on it. You're like, all right, you don't got to pay if you give me all your railroads, you give me $15,000. And like, that's some, you know John can't commit to that. You know he can't. I can see why Cersei asked though, because she's like, okay, you know, I have Daenerys with a clear military force and dragons. So what I don't need is another house to to align with her, which had already happened. But right. But damn John and his damn Stark honor. He could have just kept silent. Maybe, you know, Listen. tilted his head, let it be assumed that he was agreeing with her, even though he had already pledged his loyalty to Daenerys. But no, he has yeah. to go full Stark and declare it in open court that that he's bet the need to Daenerys. He, could he have chosen a better time? <laughs> Listen, everybody wanted Every, to smack the taste out of his mouth after he said that. Everyone turned around like, thanks, John. We appreciate it. Everyone hates John at that moment. Like he, again, I, I appreciate his honor, his his honesty. And yes, what everything he's saying is true after the fact. But one is there, it's just like, yo, can you just not? Like, stop telling on yourself when it's happening. But he's like, no, I can't, my honor. Yeah, I I gotta say one thing. Jon Snow is so you know I don't I don't even believe it's honor at this point. I think Jon Snow is just so you know enamored and so in love with Daenerys that he's just like, okay, I will do whatever. Already? I mean, at, okay, like, you know I, what? Like I, look, I'm gonna break my I, own rule. At that point, he had he hadn't even whiffed the box yet. Not even a whiff of it had he had. So there's no reason for this matter of stupidity. There are women like that, though, in the world. That's what, that's what you got to, you know, there are women who are like that. And so, you know, and at the same time, I keep saying it again and again that the start men, honorable as they are, are also not the quickest. You know, they have not realized the mm-hmm. game they're playing still. And Jon Snow especially. When you have seen dead things coming at you, you have to realize the rules of the old game ain't working anymore. You know, you have to do whatever it takes to win this now. So, like, no, I, I, my, you know, my note was snow stupid. So, you know, that's what I had to say about that. <laughs> snow stupid. Yeah, pretty much. It just, right. you know, foolishness. And all right. So basically, he f's it up. Cer- Cersei storms off in a huff, and you know, Tyrion has to go. And well, yeah. Mm. Well, 
Well, Tyrion, after Cersei storms off, everyone's just like, you know, thanks, John. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Yep. Let's. Well, we got to do something about this. You know, you got to speak to somebody, and or someone got to speak to somebody, and that somebody is Tyrion. Tyrion decides if anyone else is gonna go speak to the queen, i.e., my sister, is gonna be me. No one else can do this. Tyrion again has this fantastic fantastic scene with Cersei and before he gets there he has a, a quick chat with Jamie and I, I just really love their dynamic like their relationship is so complex and you can tell Jamie really loves his brother like that's his little brother like no matter everything that has happened all these years of, of fucked up shit that has happened that's his bro like that's his heart but here we are Tyrion walking to the Black Widow's lair Cersei blames Tyrion for everything since she was a kid and to this day she blames him for everything at some point i need her to put her petty pack away because (laughs) (laughs) her petty pack is so powerful though it's like (laughs) it's like at this point like jamie has we know that Tyrion was not responsible for the death of joffrey that lady olena was responsible and the only reason why your father's dead is because he was going to execute Tyrion for a murder he didn't commit. So if you want to be mm-hmm. mad at somebody, Cersei, be mad at Olena because she set that particular path, that particular ball into motion. Not Tyrion. I'm like, so- but remember, Tyrion and Tyrion knows that since since Cersei was young, she blamed Tyrion for their mom dying too. Mm. And to her, Tyrion has done nothing but take away from her. So she has, for the most part, always seen him as a villain mm-hmm. to her yeah. in her life. And a dad. So it's like, yeah, it, that it's like the petty pack is too powerful at this point. You know, it's never going to happen. She's never putting the petty pack powerful point away. There we go. How many peas can I do on that one? And <laughs> petty pack patty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she pat, she pats a petty pack. So it's not, you know, it's not happening. She's not getting rid of it. Tyrion's whole, you know, like. I, I just don't get it. I, 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 I Her don't, anger I, towards him? Or no, no, I, no, I don't understand him? reasoning with Cersei. You know, I don't understand anyone who's just into this. Yeah. You see it's impossible. Yeah, Cersei is not to be reasoned with. Cersei is evil and insane. You know, I well, I, yeah, I, I would, I'd have to throw her insane. So who's worse, Cersei or the Mad King? Ooh, who, see, I always say who's worse, Cersei or Daenerys. There's Daenerys unchecked. She's Daenerys, but listen, Daenerys unchecked meaning she has another level that has to be unlocked. Whereas Cersei is already full blown. Well, all her, all her kids like, were there's dead. no way. All her friends are dead. You know, push me to the. She was, she like, she was like that. Remember? All her friends were dead. She, killed, she killed, them. killed them. That's what I'm saying. Cersei, allegedly, Chris, allegedly, like you know, not you know. I... Listen, Linda. Cersei was already on ten before, while her children were alive. So what do you mean? And you then, see, and then, she and was. She, these things go to eleven. Spinal tap. Push me to right, the but edge. I, I, can, <laughs> I cannot put her. I cannot. I mean, if you want to say the other I side. Mean, I guess Tom and Rory got pushed to the edge. Oh, shit. No. But, <laughs> but I can't say Daenerys. I mean, like you said, Daenerys unchecked. There's always a caveat with Daenerys. There are no caveats with, with, with Cersei. Cersei is already on 11. She's already there. Yes. And but I always always give shouts to Cersei because she understood from the beginning, you know, if you're playing the game, you either win or you die. And that She the, also said, "Fuck your feelings cuz your feelings don't matter." Hey, you know, you know. She don't care. That's, Tyrion, that's relevant in this world. Tyrion got his glass of hen. He had to take the edge off. Oh man. And it was like three glasses. <laughs> as he's <laughs> as he's as he's sipping and having this conversation with her, 
Cersei is again telling him how she basically she's distrustful of every and anything. And basically in in almost coded language, but she does touch her belly, reaffirms that she's pregnant. And again, it wasn't specific, but Tyrion was looking at her like, bitch, you pregnant, huh? It wasn't the belly touch that gave her. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like that he just was looking through. He basically looked through that language she was saying and was like, wait a minute. It wasn't even that. Remember, he poured her a glass of wine as well. Mm. She didn't touch it. Mm. Not right away, but see, you, anyone can wait. No, not no, Cer- Cersei. No, no, Cersei. Don't wait. Cersei is fond of her drink. Cersei yes. doesn't wait. True. And remember, yes. this is a stressful time. You have a drinker mm-hmm. who's stressed, who's given alcohol and chooses not to drink. So the, the the touch of the belly was for us. The glass was for Tyrion. There we go. And you got to remember that Tyrion and Cersei are both stressed. Why? Because Cersei almost just murdered her brother. That's right. why Tyrion went for the drink. It's because, you know, she almost pulled the mountain on him. Yeah. There's a lot of work done with the mountain in this episode. But it is. No, that, yeah. there is. That's what I was like, which. Yeah, there's a lot. We'll of, there. yeah, there's a lot of sibling threats. I mean, you know, it's, it's basically like deja vu for Cersei. She's like, did I just do this? <laughs> that was a great observation, Dee, because yes, that that's something I didn't even peep. Mm-hmm. That that's yes. really what set him off. Yep. And then well, my question really is: that prophecy said that she was only supposed to have three kids. So is that baby even going to live? That was that mm-hmm. was what I was thinking too. Because the prop, yeah, I'm like, just because she's pregnant doesn't mean that baby survives. Mm-hmm. Right. So doesn't mean she even survives to give birth. That is true. Mm-hmm. But I will I will give Cersei something in this scene. There was like a bit of humanity in her that we haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. The fact that she gave him a chance. I'm like that and <laughs> the fact as, that his as, head didn't roll. <laughs> yeah. True. But I'm like, but as like she's going back and forth with Tyrion and even though verbally she's not going to acknowledge or admit that, you know, a lot of her disdain may especially the recent disdain has been, you know, kind of misplaced with regard to Tyrion. She's still Mm -hmm. doing this, you know, for the good of House Lannister in her own twisted way. And even though she's not fond of him, even though he's aligned with Daenerys, Tyrion is still part of House Lannister. I was like, she could Mm -hmm. have. I'm like, if this was Cersei from like six months ago, there wouldn't have been any, oh, you know, let me wait. I'm like, she would have pulled the trigger six months ago. But now being faced with the White Walker, being faced with the dragon... She knows, even if she won't verbally say it, that she is in a bit of a sticky situation. And she wants her family around her, but everybody's dead but her, Jamie, and Tyrion. For what all we know, after this conversation happens, we get back to Janeris, which is everyone's calling them. But you get back to them and you see oh, Tyrion... Yeah, but you, that's what people are calling it. You see Tyrion walking towards them, and you, and you then you're like, wait a minute, you know, did she say yes? Did she say no? You see Cersei behind him. And then it seems like Cersei is actually being level-headed and agreeing to join the fight against the, the Whites and the Night King. Or so it seems. Or so it seems. Or so it seems. And, you know, I mean, I at that point, nah, nah. No, I never. No, 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 no. What? No, no I, 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 what? I, I was about to say that I was like, oh, yeah, maybe she is joining. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. <laughs> For a hot second, I did. I ain't going to lie. Like, I really. I thought there would be more of like maybe like a turn while they're on the road or while they're fighting. Like, right. like going there, letting them march and then pulling back during the battle. Exactly. I was expecting mm-hmm. something like that. 
Right. I was expecting betrayal, but like way after the fact. Yep. I'm going to, I will help you to a degree. Like that's the type of Cersei I expected. Um, We didn't get that. No. Mm-mm. But, you know, then we cut away, you know, for a little bit. Yeah. And we come to maybe the most, um, this is laying the groundwork for the, the fire ass scene, but you have Baelish on his bullshit. <laughs> Back. Sowing more distrust and confusion. Back on his bullshit. I really hated that plotting ass conversation between him and Sansa. Obviously, this is before we see what happens later. Yeah. But that really no. But there's a me. there's a flaw. There was a key flaw in Littlefinger's logic that yep. that pretty much got him fucked. <laughs> well, in he, that he conversation, goes, he, he has Sansa go through this thought exercise about why Arya yep. would want to do her harm, and the conclusion right. that Sansa draws is that. Arya wants to be Lady of Winterfell, but anybody who knows Arya knows that she wants to be nobody's lady. Yep, <laughs> she's never Arya has to never, be a lady. Yep. Arya has never wanted to be a Lady of Winterfell, even as she, even through her small jealousies against her sister as a child, she still has never wanted that. That's never been her path. Never, regardless. Of, I mean, she, she, she's from Jump Street. Like, while what's her face was sewing home sweet home into like a little wicker basket. Arya was shooting arrows, bows and arrows, trying to fight. Arya was never about that life. And I'm like, and that's the thing, like Littlefinger made that assumption and based the rest of his plan around that assumption, that one false yep. assumption. If he had known that Arya was tomboy through and through, if he had known mm-hmm. that Arya was pretty much Lyanna reborn through and through, he would have never mm. played it the way that he played it. Oh, oh, very well done. Very well done. Yeah. Possibly. I didn't even know that Liana was a tomboy like that, that she was like Arya like that. Well, not necessarily tomboy, but the fact that Liana is just straightforward. She's very strong, very, very free spirited. She's she's not a typical quote unquote lady Mm -hmm. as you would show in Game of Thrones. She's basically one of the men at this point. So while so yes yeah, so that's happening the groundwork for something more is being laid out in winterfell while the oh, rest of the crew, there's some other groundwork being laid out okay somebody going to sail together all right yo Oof, i, I mean, hate the both of y'all <laughs> i right hate then, the right, both right. of you okay but right then i had to say i i even missed john's reasoning i'm like this dumb mother- again I'm like, this, I didn't understand the reason. I'm like, they this just idiot gonna get the queen killed, but you know, I didn't realize that John, you know, no, is, th- no, is no, finally... no, that was no John's logic and reasoning was sound. If you want to portray to Northman that you are not there to conquer, that you are there to help, remember that the North bent the knee at because Targaryen dragons were in front of them. I was mm-hmm. like, you don't want to revisit that history. Mm. So if mm-hmm. you want to introduce a Targaryen as, you know, your new queen, which is what John has made her, then you need uh, to well, introduce her in a, you know, kind of a neutral way. Like she's not here to take over. We have a bigger fight that you know about and she has the tools that we need to survive. If she comes in on the back of Drogon, nothing happens. So, mm. yeah, I don't want to hear nothing about you laying the groundwork, nothing like that. His reasoning was political and sound. <laughs> Damn it. Well, and, well, I mean, also, you know, if she comes in knocked up, you know, with his seed, that also makes her a lot more you know, to I knew at the point... I don't think that, no, no. that was strange. Here's the thing. I knew at the point that. where 
Danny wait, said. Wait, wait, you don't think that was the strategy he was trying to, wait, let's no, backtrack. I don't. You don't think that was the strategy he was trying to, wait, 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 wait. We're not even there, y'all. We're not even there, well, y'all. My man said, let's sail together. There's always an ulterior motive. <laughs> So you. is that the line now? If somebody comes to me and says, yo, let's sail together, I'm supposed to, that's like the Luke Cage, let's get coffee? There it is. There it is. I'll, you, you took the words out of my mouth, Tatiana. There it is. Let's, let's sail get together. Some yeah. So while they're you sailing. Sail with me. <laughs> so while all these euphemisms are happening, here come Theon's, you. here come Theon's bitch ass. Listen, oh. I, okay, you know what? As talking about, he should have. He should have saved his sister and he should have been there for her. Nigga, you should have been jumped up. Like, you ain't fight or do nothing all these seasons. You just been a mark-ass trick this whole time. And now you see the light? Well, we got... Okay, remember, he is suffering from some really severe PTSD, whether or not we, we want yes, to acknowledge it. Yes, but before that, he wasn't PTSD before. Yeah, he, he, he was, was, re- was bitch-made from the beginning, but... Yes. <laughs> from the very beginning. That's what I'm saying. He was bitch-made from the beginning, so I don't like that yeah. guy. But John had this that really great speech that he gave him. He was like, listen, you can, you know, honor both of your fathers. He's like, Ned raised you, but mm-hmm. Balon, you know, pretty much is your sire. So, you know, you can respect both of them, which is going to come in handy come the beginning of next season because he's going to have to learn to reconcile some things himself. Yep, there it is. So because after John gave him the, the, the big man pep talk, some reason Dion decided not to be weak sauce for once in his life, no, all and right. he decided, and he decided to go say, "Look, I got to get these men back on my side so I can go save my sister." And he started this conversation with what looked to be Euron's stunt double. Yo, I thought it uh, was Euron for a second. I'm so <laughs> glad I wasn't the only one. When he first walked up, I was like, "Wait, why the hell is Euron there?" And then when then, we, then I got a second look at him, I'm like, "Okay, thank God, I know that dude. He's the same dude from before. I, he was the same dude on the boat." Earlier in the in the episode when they were at the Coliseum, after they showed the white, Euron was like, fuck this, I'm out. So Euron wasn't, quote unquote, he wasn't even there yet, or as far as we knew he wasn't there. So this stunt double shows up. They start brawling. Homie spit, first of all, when homie spit on Theon's cheek, I just, all I just kept seeing was flashes of like flavor of love when homegirl spit on New York and New York went wild. Like that's all I could think of. It was disgusting. But... For some reason, that set Theon all the way off, and he just went hard. Like, he actually was eating them like Scooby Snacks. They was brawling, and every time... No, 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 wait, 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 wait. It, he was eating punches like Scooby Snacks. Really? That's what I'm yeah, saying. He, when he, I say eating it, I'm talking about the punches. But anyway... He wasn't going hard. Was, he was no, they was, No, listen to my words. <laughs> Let me finish. He was going hard because every time homie said, stay down, he kept getting up. And that's what I'm saying. For once in his life, he actually stood up and wasn't bitch made. So he went hard, in my view, because yeah. that's the that's the most he ever done. I think perhaps in the whole series, that's the most he's ever fought. And you can All tell... Right. <laughs> Yeah, and you can tell. He's been uh, more of his time trying to be pretty like Rob instead of learning how to fight. This is but you know, he was losing. But you know what saved him? His dickless self. And that goes back to the conversation about Cox. No, no, okay. And like I said before about the conversation with Cox, it went to varying degrees of success throughout this episode. And that was perhaps mm-hmm. one of the lowest points I've ever seen Game of Thrones do right there. Would do the the dick a hit, <laughs> and, and, and just the fact that it's like, the, oh, he has no balls. He can just take kicks to the right that to that area, and that's just unrealistic to the maximum. Like if somebody is kneeing you in your nether regions, whether or not you have nuts and dick there, whatever you have, someone kneeing you several times is going to 
do hella damage. But also, we are supposed to abandon some logic here. I Remember, so, we talked. Uh, like, we tried to talk through a lot of logic last episode, and it wasn't working. That's what I'm saying. I, I was. I was okay. You're right. All right. So I'm abandoning the logic here again, and it's like whatever. And Theon suddenly mans up, and suddenly allows himself to, you know, beat this dude up. And the rest of the dudes say, "Oh wow, he has no nuts." But he beat this one guy up. You know, even though the dead are coming, etc. Let's go help this one guy to save our queen. I mean. I guess. So, and and just someone, and maybe maybe Diva, you can confirm. Is it isn't Theon like just completely like? Is he like ringworm, or is it really just a only a portion, like all his genitals? And and I'm sorry to get graphic, but I'm just you're saying nuts, Ben, and I'm saying he didn't have nothing down no, there. No, he because um oh gosh, Ramsey, Ramsey. Says, says that he took away Theon's favorite toy, and yes. Theon's favorite toy yeah. was his dick. So yeah. Theon right. has nothing. Okay, that's what I thought. No, he has self nuts. I, I don't know, but I, we don't need to get into the. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't right. need to get into the biology of it. Way, just... it's, it's just it, yeah, it, I, yeah. I just found that scene underwhelming overall, and it's like, all right, okay, you know, I I don't I don't hate Theon as much as everybody else, but I was just by He's by then I did really hate him. him. Yeah, I feel you. And this his whole crying about everything that made me hate him more when he was crying to John. That made me like, oh god. And that's why John said, "Why the fuck you in my face? There go get go. her." There you go. Word of. So I was. Why I was, go get Yara? Like, come on, man. Yeah, I was. And once he jumped off the boat, that's when I really lost all respect for Dion. Before that, I was just like, whatever. You know, he's a sucker, but he's just trying to live as a sucker. But when you jumped off the boat and then you cried to John, get the fuck out of here, Dion. Yeah. So a little bit ago, we talked about how oh, yeah. between Sansa and Baelish, they were setting up for something greater. And we are now in the fire fucking scene that had me crying, crying. Rolling. Okay. Rolling in the floor, laughing my ass okay. off. All of the emojis. Little dead was my notes. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, <laughs> I, I called it a long time ago. Oh, yeah. This, this was the long yes. game. Yep. And yes. my girl Arya wasn't stupid enough to fall for Littlefinger's bullshit. I nope. said it. You said it. So it looks like what it appears to be initially is that Sansa calls Arya into the Great Hall and is surrounded by a bunch of guards. So it appears as though Sansa's about to do something stupid against Arya, possibly try to kill her on the spot, whatever the case is. Arya also plays the game with her, talking about, you brought me in here, Are you, do you really want to do this? Do you really making it seem like they was about to beef? Yep. And then the twist, the M Night Shyamalan twist happens. And for some of us, it wasn't a twist. We knew they were running the long game, but Baelish ain't ready. Mm-mm. And I started crying because Sansa talks, looking looking at Arya, says, "Are you know you've been charged with treason and murder?" And then she turns around and looks at Baelish and says. What do you have to say for this, Peter Baelish? Mm. And Peter looks at her like, bitch, who? What? What? Bitch, what? what? The academics, what? I, I, I think you're a bitch. Wait a minute. In <laughs> what way? <laughs> but you know when people, you know when like people look at you and you start looking the other way, like who's she looking at? Like that's how he was looking. Like uh, she was like, me. She was like, I think you killed my dad. Women, no, no, way? no. But when Arya <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah, go ahead, go ahead. When Arya just looked at him and she was like, "My sister asked you a question." <laughs> Arya kept making, Arya kept piling on. She was looking smug. She had that look on him like this finna be a breeze. Like she was about to. 
no. I was rolling because they was they was basically running his game on him. That is the best type of revenge, running someone else's game on themselves. Mm. Oh my god, that's hold amazing. Up, hold on. When he was like, "Wait a minute, y'all ain't got shit on me. Oh. Nobody was there. Nobody knows what happened." Brie oh. was like, "Well, actually." Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about how when they was saying so what you got to say for yourself Bailey his voice went up eight octaves like but Lady Sansa like he was he was he wasn't ready and then like you said Sansa said gave him all this all the tri- trials and said look man you did this x x x y z what you got to say for it what, what was it what, what was the charge do you deny what, what did she do say? you deny she yes. said do you deny all these charges yeah. and this nigga says I deny it. <laughs> like bullface lying. Like, like Bran won't run the receipts and he's right there. Like he's right there. He saw it, my guy. Yes, when, I mean, she even, she brought up everything. Him pushing Aunt Liza out the moon door. Him conspiring to kill Ned Stark. All of the different back ways stuff he was doing. Like she said it all. And like you said, Bran had every single mystical receipt you can think of. And Baelish is just like, Fuck. What now? Please, please. And he, he he actually started begging like a damn dog at that point. Okay, hold on. Time out. Somebody on Twitter, these folks are so quick. They dubbed um Cry for You, the end of Cry for You, where he's like, Baby, I'm back in, baby, I'm back. <laughs> Behind the scenes no. where, where he's on the ground. <laughs> and I fell out. I was like, Y'all too quick. <laughs> no. And then he had the, as this was happening, he knew he was about to get the axe. And he had the audacity to say, give me a chance to defend myself. Nick, you killed my daddy. Yeah. No. Women, no. Women, if, no. If we can just talk one-on-one, no, no. no. She hit him oh, with, what? When Santa hit him with his own line after that, though, I'm like, my yes. guy. That, that's what I'm saying. This entire scene, I was rolling. Like, it was just, like, just desserts. It was mwah, just amazing. And then Arya coming on, pulling that dagger out. She about to carve up a turkey. Oh, my God. Yes, but his, beautiful, but his beautiful. final lot, like you said, Diva, like, the best part of it all was just a whole flip of his, you know, oh, I like to play a little game here. Mm-hmm. What do you gain? That was badass. Yep. Mm. Like, so, like I, I'm, I'm telling y'all, like, I was just hoping the writers were smart enough to pull this off. And I feel like they did. You know, finally they did, you know, reestablish my faith in them because they pulled this off because that scene was so magnificent. Yeah. And I was so sick of Littlefinger. And if he had managed to pull this bullshit off on Sansa and Arya, I would have been so mad after the reunion they just had three episodes ago. And it's like, no way are these sisters going to fall for this clown. When she knows that he sold her off already. Yeah, man. Mm-mm. I was like, there's no way. And remember, we were saying it was just other pieces in the previous episodes where it was like it was too convenient. Yeah. He just let Arya walk into his room and find this stuff. And Arya, Arya just, just, just captured. Just, just doesn't yeah. notice him. Nah, no, no, nah, son. Nah, nah, nah. No, you ain't so, that slick. So that means she's going to get that face, right? Oh, oh yes. you know that. You, you know, you know, this ain't the last we see of Littlefinger. That's word of oh, no. no, but I think the best. I mean, this is the last we've seen of Peter Baelish, but this oh, ain't yeah, the last but... we're gonna see a little finger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I have to say one last thing before you know. Shout outs to Peter Baelish going out like that because I just love that that man died still spitting lies. 
You know, like but, <laughs> still but, spitting game, but, and you dead. But ain't nobody gonna hear, bro, because your throat is just gushing, and nobody's hearing them last. He was just like, oh, you know, still trying to say something. Nah, bro, nah, nah. I like how Arya did it pretty unceremoniously. She oh was yeah, just like yeah, nah, and walked nope. away. <laughs> Another one bites yep. the dust right there. You know, it ain't ain't nothing big. But, you know, but you, you, ain't, know you, ain't the, you ain't the crown. <laughs> but but here's here's the best part. You know, we all know that Littlefinger loved Catelyn Stark so very much, and he died the same way she did. Oh, <gasps> nice observation. Wow. That's why you're on Castle. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I also like right. I also like that the scene really reminded me of when Tyrion was on trial, and he was in the hall. And, you know, and they were bringing out all the lies against him. But these were just all facts. And, you know. It also reminded me of Red Wedding, the fact when the door closed behind Arya, when at first it looked like it wasn't going to look too good for her. The way it happened yeah. in Red Wedding, when that door closed and then all the smoke started. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they brought in a lot of ghosts from the past in that room. Yeah. And to all to Littlefinger's demise. <laughs> Which is, you know, well-deserved and well-timed. No. Fucking yeah. that, that that was actually a very great death. If any, if one, if you want to say a death that that was very much deserved mm-hmm. on Game of Thrones, that one, baby. What's so? What's whose death is better? We talking about Ramsey or his or Littlefinger? Ooh, wow. Okay, you know what? Um, I'm gonna put them on nearly equal footing, and here's why. Yeah. Here, here's why. Yeah. Because Sansa fed Ramsey to the dogs, the monsters that okay. he created, and. What was it? And Arya pretty much handed over Peter Baelish to Sansa, the monster that Baelish created. They were they were mm. both killed by the monsters they created. So I'm gonna put them on equal footing. Yeah, very well done there, Diva. But I also love the fact that um Ramsey and now Littlefinger have replaced Joffrey. You know, you didn't even mention yeah. was Joffrey's death, you know, like more like satisfying because now it's like, nah, they're the, they, he's not the equal and has not caused as much horror and destruction as these two clowns. So, exactly. I still got to go with Ramsey just for a little bit more for me, because man, you just that smirk as Sansa walks away right. will always, you right. know, that always. So that's when she just leveled up. It was like that smirk, like Sansa has achieved self independence. You know, like Sansa yeah. achieved the power <laughs> of self reliance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So so we have that very satisfying scene. And we cut back to Cersei ain't shit Lannister. Mm. Because remember earlier when we were talking about how she said she agreed, she was going to help them, she was going to send her armies north. She turned around and told Jamie, nah, bruh, I'm really not about to do that. She completely flipped the script, completely did a 180, and literally said, let the monsters kill each other. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then, like you said, we had that deja vu moment. And this time, when it was Tyrion, I was like, no way. When it was Jamie, I was like, yo, if these writers got that much balls right now, <laughs> after this cockless episode, I would have been like, yo. I mean, because Littlefinger, you know, okay, of course. Yeah, got to go. And somebody right, has right. to die in this episode. And Absolutely. that, and, and so Littlefinger's dead. But then I was like, yo, yo. That one, I was scared for Jamie. Real talk, I thought Jamie was going to get a hot one in the neck. I thought he was going to catch it in the back, even. Even once he walked out of there, I was like, no way. I was ready to see, like, the, the sword go through his stomach. Yep. <laughs> you know, oh like some 3D God, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought, like, it really was super, super tense. And, you know, these are these are 
sister, brother, lovers, whatever, but it, it just really felt like this was not going to end well for Jamie. I, I knew, again, I know Cersei really loves him and blah, 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 but she really went off. Like she really, we already knew how she was, but she really showed out what she was in her words. And that was just like, she really is on a side that you can never recover from. Like she, you, there is, as you said, there's no reasoning with But her. actually she's not. Here's the thing. I'm like, twice she has threatened someone with the mountain twice twice she's threatened her siblings yes, twice with the she's threatened someone with the mountain twice they have walked away at this point cersei is a toothless lion she's toothless at this point because mm. you had the if she had killed Tyrion when he came to her chambers chambers no one would have faulted her because everyone was expecting him to die in those chambers Mm-hmm. True. what was it if she had killed jamie that sends a message to the rest of the people underneath her that nobody is exempt you can all get it yep she let both go we already know that Tyrion is on the side of Daenerys, so that's that but if cersei loses jamie which she has which she has and once that becomes public knowledge who else stands with her you couldn't. You couldn't even hold your. You couldn't hold your own house together. Bank I mean, as you, see, as you see, Jamie bounced without wearing any of his sigils or anything. He took all that shit off and said, "I'm out." Like he put back on his his old gear when he was with Brienne. Like he was like, "All right." When he was with Brienne, now isn't that something? Mm. Oh, so you think they're about to link up? Listen, because well, remember the last person, I mean... Brian went through went through the whole thing of telling him, you know, this isn't about honor or you know family houses. You know, this is about survival. Like, yep. fuck your house. Like, mm. fuck your loyalty. Like, we're trying to live, girl. And then, just like on Clockwork, like Clockwork, Cersei asked about that third dragon, and that's like that was real to me. That was amongst other things. That was her driving force to be like, "Yo, she's in. She's vulnerable." Meaning Daenerys. Daenerys is vulnerable. Where that third dragon at? Something happened to it. Like, remember, you can't really get one over on Cersei. Not not too many things go past, get past her, and if they do, she finds out very quickly. You know, at this point with her saying fuck the dead and fuck all these monsters, whatever, I don't care. I think she's delusional. She's like Napoleon status right now. Yeah, I, I said that earlier. Like Cersei, I have to say, as much as I love her usually, she is definitely, you know, she's been pushed to the edge. The kids are dead. So now it's like, okay, whatever, you know. And now Jamie's drawn. Cersei at this point, you know, next season and the final season is going to be an immense problem. Because she has, like you said, she doesn't have her own family to keep her together. But she has enough money to keep, you know, the Golden Company with her. She'll buy other mercenaries. She'll do whatever. And she's insane. And she also has that other dude, you know, her maester is insane. So she's like, whatever type evil plans are going to come up. Yes, bad. Yeah, it's all bad. It's bad. Okay, I don't believe she actually gets her hands on the Golden Company. I... I don't think she is. I, I, I'm sure something's going to get in the way. Here's the thing. Mm. I'm like, I be, I would believe that if Euron hadn't seen the white, because he was gonna, he was the gonna, white. he was he was being sent off to get the old Golden Company anyway. But he's yep. seen right. a white now, and he realizes what they're fighting. If he returns with the Golden Company, I don't think they return to Cersei if he comes back. Ah. I, I don't think that if something's going to go wrong. I mean, and of course, Theon might, you know, interrupt his plans right there. Theon might interrupt. Theon might go out there. I mean, I, I again, Theon may really just be a non-factor. Who knows? Maybe he'll turn the tide of stuff. Uh, but I, I just have a sneaking suspicion that 
all this money is not going to mean anything because either the golden company is going to show up and not obey or I don't know. Something's not going to go well for her. And one thing I wanted to point out with this whole conversation between Cersei and Jamie before Jamie walked down to her, I felt like Cersei was gaslighting the shit out of Jamie. Went full on Trump on him. And it, it was just really intense how, and that's why I kept feeling like she really is delusional because she just kept spouting this. Like, if you really listen to what she was saying, it just sounded like nonsense. Mm -hmm. But she is, you know, like Diva said, she before this, I mean, but then she now has, has this child so she's not drunk she's just really determined to protect this last child and but but you but logic again logic that has no place no. In, in westeros no but logic will determine to you if you have and remember all this stuff that everyone says oh if she sees this she'll be on our side yep. she saw it all and still said well eh, no. y'all on your own yeah it's me against the world so who are you protecting exactly me she, against the world she's protecting that unborn child because remember as yep. horrible as she is Cersei loves her children. How would you be protective of a child if you know this imminent threat is coming? Because she feels and you like decide they'll not to. she feels like they'll destroy each other and she can handle the rest. Yeah. Delusional. Yeah, probably, but you know, hey. When everybody around you, even the person you trusted before you ran him out, told you, no, bitch, you need to come up off this silly shit and come help us. And you still don't? I don't think you're trying. I think you I think you're being nuts. I mean, I don't see you I, trying to trying to save your child at that point. I can't deny that, but you know we got to get to the you know there's still some there's still two big moments in this episode we haven't even got to yet. I mean, there's really three big moments for real. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel and Bran met up, which was amazing because I, I love how Sam was like not hiding on his face how weird Bran is to him. Bran was just like, I remember everything, and Sam was like okay weirdo like like you can tell sam was not really that comfortable with him and even when bran was trying to explain to him you know he was like yeah i'm a three-eyed raven and sam was like what's that like he didn't know what was going on and then you have bran finally explaining who john really is mm. and then you have sam taking credit for gilly's work yes oh for real very true. and i said this before remember i said that sam's sitting there sunning his woman and don't even hear what she's saying. And and Sam's so weak. And they keep trying to make Sam a major player. Sam's so weak. He'd been around for a minute. Not, not to say you can't get got, but he'd been around for a minute. Yep. But then we have, you know, the big reveal that I think, I mean, everybody pretty much knew was, you know, what's going down. But, but and, I, and once again, I know you guys are saying everyone pretty smooth, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of people who didn't know or didn't know. Oh, true indeed. Not until that moment. So I know you're, again, this really to me harkens back to the metaphor I made or the simile I made about Star Wars and Luke and Leia. Like there's a lot of people who just did not know until they knew. Everyone was on the same track. Mm -hmm. Like they are like John and Janaris right now. Yep. Once again, so, Diva, please explain. Explain the significance. All right. So what what Bran basically explains to to Sam is that, you know, that Elia Martell died, not Ellie, sorry, I'm thinking of Rhaegar's first wife, that Lyanna Stark died in childbirth and that she and Rhaegar Targaryen are John's parents. And Bran comes up with the mistaken conclusion that John's last name should actually be Sands, Sand as opposed to Snow because he was born in Dorne. And that's when... Sam pulls out of his pocket that, oh, no, 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 not a bastard, not a bastard. <laughs> Rhaegar's first marriage to Elia Martell was annulled, and he married Lyanna in secret. 
granted he didn't have to annul the marriage because targaryens had multiple wives so why he chose to annul hmm. it was probably may have been because elia was no longer able to have children at this point in her life yep. her yeah for book readers her second child aegon nearly kills her so she can't have any more and Rhaegar was really keen on this prophecy about the dragon having three heads and he believed and the, that prophecy says that it would come from the child of Ares and Ares's wife whose name I can't remember right now so he believed that since he's from that bloodline that his children would be the riders of those three dragons so at this point he really goes oh no they were married so John not a bastard I've been saying that for years. John's not a bastard. <laughs> he is the legitimate son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, which makes him the rightful heir to the to the Iron Throne. It gives him a more legitimate claim than Daenerys. A couple of things with that. So that scene with uh, Lyanna Stark whispering to Rhaegar wasn't that played before, like a few seasons yeah, ago? That was like like when I say few seasons ago, I mean early at, seasons. No, no, no. With with uh with liana and ned yeah or whomever when they were whispering that that when ned wasn't ned having a dream with liana whispering to him or like or did they actually replay that same exact scene with Rhaegar? no that scene has been the, the scene has been played out before because ned it's been shown before that ned has come up to the tower and fought the king's guard and then went up to the top of the tower and found out right and that. And, and gotten the baby but it hasn't been played out to the fact where they, they showed what she said to him well, that's what I'm saying, because I, re I remember seeing that exact scene just with a different character. So that's what it was, exactly what you explained. And you see her whispering who John is, and he obviously keeps it to himself all of these years. Yep. And this is also something that Diva can explain also. And it's also a reason that most people knew that, you know, John was something significant, because the King's Guard are still there yeah. guarding mm -hmm. so you have her. <clears throat> pardon you have sir arthur dane who is the sword of the morning pretty much yep. meaning like he's the strongest of the king's guard why would yep. the crown prince leave his strongest guard to guard a lowly prisoner of war like if there's no reason why you leave your strongest infant son yeah so it makes sense that whatever's in that tower is important to rhaegar and yeah. like I said, your random prisoner of war just isn't that important. He can pick up chicks here and there. Side note, I don't know who this young man is playing Rhaegar in that flashback. I want him replaced. Why does it look like I want him replaced? Daenerys' brother. But why is it like the guy that played Daenerys' brother? Yeah, he looks too much like Viserys. When she was first introduced. I want him replaced. Is it, that's not him? It looked like him. I want him replaced. I don't know who he was. Well. I don't care what he was. I want him replaced. We can pull a full on Dario and give us a new Rhaegar <laughs> because this one will not do. It will not. Well, it shall not. While that's being revealed, something else is being revealed at the very same time. I don't know what you're oh, talking yeah. about. Jon Snow's Barris. All right. He's a really nice butt. No, teach their own, you know. No. Um, <laughs> I think Daenerys like the way a little too, though, for real. Um, yeah, in several positions and various I'm still here, you know, you know. stages. I I'm sure you are, Listen, Diva. But we're not making you for Mrs. a joke. We're telling about what actually happened. While we're finding out who John really is, they about to do the incest. Okay. Knocking, knocking, knocking the boots. He was knocking on the door too, boy. Okay. And she opened okay, up. Okay, so I actually, I actually have something not squeaky, 
them them light skin squint. Stop it, man. I actually have something. Hotline bling. I know when that hotline bling. I hate the both of y'all. <laughs> okay, so did anybody peep Tyrion right outside the door? Oh, did we? Yes. Okay. Did yes. we? And this, 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 please, just, I know where this, oh my God, if they really go there with this, it's so, oh. Where are they going? Are, are you thinking venom? first night? Because that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking that they're going the same way that I know that in the book that it's been hinted that this was going that way. The fact that Tyrion, I think, falls in love with, like, all. Daenerys? No, the original plan, I think, of um George R.R. was to have Tyrion, Snow, and Arya engaged in this weird love triangle or something Ew. and, Ew. and so that the fuck? and so that obviously got abandoned but it was always to be like um Tyrion just in love with Arya and not getting any you know love back but n- now I think it's been replaced with Tyrion being in love with Daenerys and not getting any love back and Jon obviously getting that love and that so you saying Tyrion is the new Jorah Every everybody yeah. Danny meets apparently becomes Jorah at some point, and I think that's really whack. Simping ass. Like I thought, I think that like if that's the turn they're doing once again, the writers have I've lost faith again. Okay, because... I have a better one, which we, which may help yep. you out. Okay. Okay. Please. So, and this is a stretch, and I'm going to admit this off the bat: it's a stretch. But um, in Westeros, when folks get married. They do the whole first night thing, like that first bedding thing. And usually there are people oh, yeah. outside of the door making sure that the bedding happens. It happens. So did these fuckers ah. get married in secret and not tell anybody? Oh, that is a stretch. That's a stretch. But it's, a, it's a plausible stretch. <laughs> but Tyr- Tyrion seems so downtrodden. Yeah. Like, is it because he, he knew this was going to happen and he was trying to also prevent it? Because remember, he was making like comments like, yo, what the fuck is this? What yeah. y'all doing? No, but here, remember, I'm like, going back to the top of the episode where we're talking about Cox fucking everything up. Cox is going to fuck this up. That's yep. the thing. I was like, because now at this point, neither one of them is going to have a good idea from this point on. Nope. Neither one of them. Both of them are going to be Tyrion, concerned that one of the others is going to get murdered. Daenerys, none of them. They're, they're both, both going to be concerned that some that one of them is going to die, and they're going to fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I'm like, it could be Tyrion being like, "Y'all couldn't wait till we won and let it be a victory hump." No, you have to do this now before a single battle has really been fought. Thanks. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. Is she going to get pregnant? Okay, now let's oh, okay. Let's right. jump back to let's jump back to them being in the dragon pit. And she had, yes. and, and then John and she and he's like, "Where'd you hear that from?" And she goes, "The witch who killed my husband." And he's like, yep. "Well, you know, I've." He said, "Make some line about witches being unreliable because he knows Melisandre." Yeah, it sounds like yeah, yeah, like she's not a good, you know, trust of character for that. Do so you think he was plotting on her? Right? I don't, then I don't think he, I don't think he was on plotting, her for a long time. But I think this is another what? one of Chekhov's guns. You can't mention it and then not have something come down the pike. Yeah, not realizing how long John plotting. Everyone else has been. It's not even that John plotting. John is just in love with her. It's, he's in love. Yeah. I'm about to say he's too honorable to plot. Yeah, he just you know from and so yeah. and so when she's like, I can't have kids. He's like, no, oh, wait, wait, what? No, 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 because me and you gonna have kids one day. You know that's John. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, you mean like that? Okay. Yeah, that's how it was. He accepted. 
Hey, you know, Drake. You know, hotline He's the Drake of Westeros. John will straight up and down look through the girl's phone when she leaves the table. You know, John is John, you know, when the Ravens come in, John is reading that note first. Oh, this is for Daenerys, a word? John's unrolling that one. You know, straight up. I can't. So wait, so wait, so I mean, wait. Speaking did, of unrolling, yeah. So wait, did, did Bran see this? Oh. Because, uh, and him talking about we got to tell John. It's a little, little late. late for that. So late. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he must know. Too late now. Like, he's balls deep in his aunt. Like, why is this happening? Oh, see, when you put it like that, Diva, it's not as cool or funny anymore. They, yeah, it is. Finally, yeah, I, it is. finally, I win. Yeah. Men said it is. <laughs> Bat shot to your aunt. When you tell the truth of the matter, that's disgusting. Exactly. Thank you. Did John get topped off by his aunt? Did stop! Stop, stop, did, stop, did stop, stop. at the Y? Did he dine at stop. the Y? I can't answer. Mm. All right, so. What that mouth do? Are we done <laughs> on that part? On that part, Speaking are we of done? Mouth, no, no, no. Move on to another mouth that was in action. Hold on, wait a minute. For one, real. One last thing before we leave from from John and Rhaegar and Lyanna, but the fact that John's real name is actually Aegon is a bit confused. It's going to be confusing for book readers because why is I thought Aegon was the other dude? Why is his name no, Aegon no, no. too? Because Rhaegar had two children, and yep. a daughter and a son, and the son that he had with Elia Martell, his name was Aegon in the books so i don't know why he would why she would name john Aegon, because at that point they shouldn't have known or at that point i don't even think that elia martell and her children have been killed at that point so yeah. naming him Aegon, i don't know why because an earlier leak had his name as jaharis jermaine as I th- that's i believe rhaegar's grandfather his great-grandfather you know, that way the R plus L equals J equation stays the way that it's supposed to be because even when you use his yep. real name, you still have the J. I don't know why they chose Aegon, but that's dumb as hell because it feels like you didn't even read the book or you're just forgetting that Rhaegar already had a son named Aegon. Uh, I, would, right. I would go with either or above or both for that one. Okay, now we can now we can leave the boat. Well, we're leaving the boat. Meanwhile, Bran is in 3017. Because he travel takes he basically takes us the audience over to the wall where all hell and fury is about to come down. As they were showing this, like first of all, you see Tormund and the rest of the Night's Watch on the top of the wall, looking out over it on the northern side, the northernmost side, basically waiting to see what's going to happen, waiting to see who's coming through because they know the Night King and his ilk are on their way, and it looked like a scene out of Day After Tomorrow. Because you just have all this ice and then little by little you start hearing a growing kind of roar. And then you see the whites. You see, well, at first of all, you actually see the white walkers. You see the the generals basically on their horses. And then you see the whites little by little until it starts to become very thick, a forest of them, a forest of them coming out of the forest. And they're even bringing this winter, more winter with them. It was beyond just evil. I didn't think of him as evil because that's one thing that I would have to say. And I hope in some way that we can get into this, into the, the eighth season. I know why the Night Walk, I mean, why the White Walkers were created in the first place. We all do. Yeah, but their motive still is just like, okay, kill everybody. So it's not. And that's why it's evil. <laughs> yeah, but to me, it's not really that evil. That's more like just like, um, like ants or something, you know, like just. 
You you really think that they're mindless? No, Even not the that they're mindless. Themselves. I think that we're, they're, that we they they don't operate on the terms of good and evil. You know that's no. yeah, that's what I mean. So I don't. But, yeah. but that's them. Yeah. I Tatiana, first of her name, says they are evil as fuck. They're bringing the damn frost with them. They're bringing frost, de- undead frost giants. They're bringing an undead dragon, a bunch of fucking whites, and first of all, the Night King is riding Viserion. Yes. We knew that yeah. was going to happen the moment he brought Viserion back from the dead. Yeah. Question. Is Viserion shooting or, or throwing f- uh, ice out his mouth or is it very hot fire? Because it could be blue flame, which would be hotter it's, than regular fire. It's, I'm going to vote for um, very hot fire simply because ice dragons are a completely different species. And you're, they're yeah. not what you okay. get when you resurrect a dragon. You just have a resurrected yeah. dragon. Yeah. Okay, so that Pokemon doesn't involve. No, not not. that way. Okay, so they when 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 Tormund and the rest of them see this, Tormund the dragon comes through the fucking ether, and they're like, obviously, holy shit, we got to get the fuck out. There's no way the Night's Watch can possibly get down all them shoots and ladders while this dragon is literally just wrecking shop as this is happening. That that's that to me again, just just a terrifying day after tomorrow type of scene where you just just everything's just getting fucked up around you. Um, now that is my question for y'all: Does Giants Bane and crew survive the wreckage of the wall? Because hold on, to me, it if, didn't if look Ron like it. can survive a face first confrontation with Drogon, Tormund can survive this damn wall. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm saying... I think Tormund survived. I believe sure, he survived, but, it, you know, he shouldn't is what I'm saying. This is, once again, plot armor for Tormund because... A lot of things shouldn't happen. Yeah. John shouldn't be sleeping with Danny, but that happens. So if that happened, then Tormund gets to live. How about that? I'm down with that. I'm definitely down with that. And I thought I it was... I want Tormund to live. I thought it was a great epic scene. You know, the wall destruction was amazing. The dragon flying. Oh, everything was so dope. And, you know, I knew it was coming kind of like how I knew the resurrection, you know, was of the dragon in the first place was mm-hmm. happening. But it still was just an epic scene. I, I just felt like they should have written it some way better where Tormund isn't at the top because it just, you know, it's like, all right, come on, man. Like, we, we know we but, we know Tormund has to survive. Right. But it was just another issue, not an issue, but another way of them putting a special character in danger. It's just like, we can't kill him now. We're going to put him in danger. And even though he should maybe not make it, we're gonna glen the whole situation. Yeah. We're gonna somehow get him out of it. Yep. And but but you knew that, right? But like you said, it, I I've got to say that was a fantastic scene. The way they obliterated the wall. I mean, it was. I mean, the dragon Viserion came through like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And the undead just marched on. Here's now. Uh, here's what? here's a couple things. That wall has been standing for over eight thousand years. Yep. Over eight thousand years, and Viserion took it apart. In less than a day, one minute. Less than a day. Okay, and that's nothing. The the way the way the time runs in this series, because apparently, sh- shit is happening much longer than we see. Is this less than a day? Is this a few seconds? Like what's actually? I'm, I'm, happening? I'm gonna give well, them a full. I'm gonna me. give them a full day just just to be yeah. kind. I'm gonna give them a full day. But what's what what struck me is obviously they come to East Watch by the Sea, but they could have gone yep. to mm-hmm. any point on that wall and torn it down. Any point. Any point. They could have gone to an unmanned point. There are 19 castles along the wall. Only three of the That was the Night King. Only that was the Night King being petty. Because the same for the same reason Danny came in on her goddamn dragon to let you know yep. I have it. Yep. He could have yep. gone anywhere. He could have gone to a anywhere. He chose Eastwatch because he knows that's where the men are. 
So no one can say, oh, you know, maybe there was a structural weakness in the wall and that's why it fell. No. No, <laughs> the Night King but it's all- took it down using the dragon. <laughs> but it also begs the question because, you know, um, the Hound had already seen this. He'd seen him coming by the sea. He said he saw the yeah, he said that he saw them coming by the sea. So that's once again it's the Lord of Light directing all this. And that's what I'm saying. What is the Night King's whole purpose? What is the purpose of the White Walkers other than well, just Well, why was he initially created? I forgot about how the children created him. Their children initially created him as a defense against man. Okay, in the okay. in the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in the show. What happened in the book? In the books, basically they're like mythical creatures who came from another place about 8,000 yep. years ago, bringing with them cold and darkness. And the children of the mm. forest and the first men of the Night's Watch fought against them. But mm. the children of the forest in book lore do- don't create the others. The others bring themselves. And we get the Night's King because the 13th Lord Commander, now mind you, John was the 998th Lord Commander. So the wow. 13th. Um, Damn, that's a yeah, the thirteenth Lord Commander um, seems to have taken up with um, the Night's Queen, a woman, an, an other woman, and yep. she was, and she turned him, and after that, you know, we know the rest. Yeah, but that does not so, seem to be the way that the show is going. No, so no, no, see. no, of course, no, 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 no. And in fact, season seven, the season seven finale ends that way, where you just see the undead marching on. And now I just got mad questions. You, you pick which one you want to answer or answer them all. One, where the fuck is Jamie going? Two, what happens when Daenerys sees Viserion? Because she's going to see him. Three, is Cersei really not going to help these niggas? And four, what is Tyrion really thinking about right now? One. Them guts. Jamie's going to Brian. Which <laughs> Okay. Wishing he was five foot taller and from the north. Um, I can't with you. Um, what happens when Danny sees her dragon? Tears. Real tears. Real tears. And then vengeance. Is Cersei, is Cersei really not going to help them? Fuck no. She's not doing shit. She's going to yeah, help herself to the lands that they're occupying, but she's not going to help them. Yeah. Nah. She's she, she, something. Okay. Listen, it, again, I don't want to use logic, but it's just like. Are the whites going to just make it to King's Landing or are they going to be stopped at Winterfell? Are they going to be stopped at any point? Are they really going to make it to King's Landing and we're going to have a standoff with Cersei? Which one is Here's it? Here's the thing. Like, the the whites were much closer than they thought. <laughs> so, yeah. like, while people are preparing to march, the whites are already there. So, yeah. it's not a matter of if they get to King's Landing. It's when they get to King's Landing. Because they they are going to and is Cersei there. still going to be on her bullshit? Is Cersei still going to be on her bullshit when she see them at her doorstep? Yes. Does she have any Guaranteed. wildfire left? I don't know. That's a good Ugh. question. Very good question. She better start making some. I thought she used it all when she blew up the set. She didn't use it more. all. That would be foolish. Man, no, no, she ain't foolish. Yeah, and she ain't foolish. She ain't foolish, but she don't want to help nobody, knowing that that is the end of thing. That's the end times. Yeah, people have been saying that for a long time. And wildfire burns everything in Cersei's, you know, thought process. Good luck to you. Basically. And and Tyrion's all downtrodden self. He, I, honestly, to me, he looked like he was saying I was afraid of this. Because he was. Because once you add sex to an equation, it changes it. Yes. Like, they're able to work strategically and, like, bounce ideas off each other. Granted, 
fine. If you want to call it sexual tension, which obviously it was at this point. It was Hush. sexual tension, Diva. That wasn't a joke. That was real talk. <laughs> but they were actually able to come up with some strategic moves because, mind you, like, John's ideas pretty much worked. Tyrion's didn't. John's ideas were pretty much sound. So now, once again, you're in a situation where John and Danny are once again googly-eyeing each other and they can't think straight. Remember, Rob lost his head over a woman. Mm. He lost mm-hmm. his head in sure support, of, support of a good portion of the North because of a woman. John mm-hmm. may lose the North because of a woman. That's a very real possibility. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. So we have quite a ways to go until we see the next and last um, season of Game of Thrones. Because the next one is is the last of it, right? Yes. Or is there one more? Oh, no, no. This is it. So season eight is the last. That's it. it. And we're not going to see that until 2019. They haven't even started shooting the uh, season eight yet. They haven't even started. But we, you know, we're gonna have something in between there, in between time, you know, because we do have a lot, you know, Castle Black has been popping off, and thanks to everybody, yo, it's been crazy. We were out at Afrofront today, this whole weekend, people were coming up talking about Castle Black, and we are like mm-hmm. the newest on the block as far as the For All Nerds network, and so, yo, that's incredible. But you know, next week, Tatiana Diva, you know, we gotta have the big season seven wrap up, you know, because we gotta talk about everything that went down this season. I got to talk about how Euron Greyjoy was a fail as a villain, you know. So there, there's a lot of things that need to be discussed. And we need to have some special guests, some people who have been asking for some people, you know, in particular that I think we need to have around, you know. We need to make that happen, you know, so. And then what's after that, though? More sipping from Jon Snow. <laughs>